Hey, podcast listeners, Pastor Freddie T here. I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. We are forever thankful for those who gave their lives in service to our country. We're thankful for their families who sacrificed so much. So for everyone in our military, we see you, we love you, we thank you, we honor you, and so appreciate you. It's great to be back on the podcast with a little new format with JV. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Fred. Hey, bud. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, man? Day after Memorial Day. Tired. My car wouldn't start. I'm really hoping it's the key fob. This morning? Uh, This morning and a few mornings ago because I was in your parking lot. I had to get a tow truck. After podcast. Yeah, a week ago. Yeah, last week. Okay, so this is what I'm nervous about. I, I took it for an oil change and... I'm pretty committed to any time they say, hey, you're at this many miles, you need to do this to do it. So they said, like, I needed, like, a transmission flush thing. So I had them do it, but, like, right before they did it, I had to sign some special paper. And I was like, wait a second, why am I signing this? Anyways, and then I, so then I, after I did it, I was like, should I have let an oil change place <laughs> do my transmission flush? And uh, And then two or three days later, Maybe like the next day, here I go out to start my car and it won't start. I call the tow guy. He comes over. He gets in my car. It starts. So they pay me. I mean, I have to pay them half because he still came or something like that. Anyways, I hope it's the key fob. The key fob. It's always the key fob. Here's a here's a a pet peeve when people say they're open on Google and they're closed. Ooh. So yesterday, I was going over to Batteries Plus to see about getting a battery in my key fob. And I pull it up on Google, and it says they're open, and I drive on the wonderful Wilma Rudolph Boulevard to get there. It really wasn't that bad. I imagine yesterday wasn't that bad at all. No, but it was worse than I wanted to be. Anyways, I get over there, and they're closed. So I'm I'm thankful to have my dad's car. Which smells like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Beggars can't be cheesers, He's, Fred. He smokes. Beggars can't smokes. be cheesers. So his car, he smokes in his car. I thought people quit smoking in 1995. I think they all vape now. I, yeah, except for Big Fred. Well, you know, he's still old school. He doesn't he, like he shenanigans. Is, he, so he doesn't is, like vaping. He is old school. <laughs> when, I was, when I was growing up, I had a friend that used to tell her dad he looked like he looked goofy with a cigarette in his mouth trying to get him to stop smoking she just said you look so goofy with a cigarette in your mouth oh that's funny jb when'd you quit smoking uh i did chew a little bit do the podcast listeners know that's why you have such a deep voice no um no i did chew a little bit but i I got over that a while back so it's been decades since that i remember the first dip i ever took dip and chip and chew i only took one dip yeah and it was like a tiny little dip, uh-huh. and it was the night I graduated high school. Did you do like a pouch, or did you? Like I, no, just no, no. It was the real deal. All my buddies always dipped. Mm. 
I mean, I, like, I don't even know how baseball they... Baseball thing, or is it non-baseball? Uh, no, I mean, these guys were not baseball guys. Okay. They, and, I mean, it is a baseball thing. Sure. But I was looking through my old baseball cards. I hold that thought. Uh-huh. And Brett Saberhagen had, like, a big wad while he was pitching. Brett Saberhagen. You remember that guy? I have a... I have, I have, I have Graduation a night, card. I take my first dip. It's a small one. Uh-huh. In like within thirty seconds, the Ooh. world is spinning. Yeah, fast, I, fast. I go down to a knee. Oh wow! That's the only dip I ever took don't, in my life. Don't ever say that again. So yeah, you uh, chewed. I, I dipped and chewed. Yeah, you my, chewed tobacco. My brother. Yeah, my brother did that. My oldest brother, not Wally. I kind of feel like if you grow up in Clarksville, Tennessee, you need to chew tobacco sometime. My brother would do red man chew and would pin them up in his on his. Which wall. brother, James? I didn't think Wally would. Well, he probably, he probably chewed tobacco, but he literally <clears throat> would take the Redman pouches and put them up on his wall like wallpaper. It's very, very strange. I think that's cool. And they did skull dip. and It's it, to remind him how manly and he, he is. He, he, he stacked them up and put like four strings to hold them up. Yeah. So he would stack them. It it's, just, it's just to remind him how manly he was. Very random. Yeah. The I don't cult. know. That um, makes sense to me. What'd you do this weekend, Fred? Well, I, I'm oh. not done talking about chewing tobacco. Oh, my gosh. We're still chewing No, tobacco. no. I'm a, we're almost there. You know, I wanted to... I asked my dad, like my, I don't know, it was my sophomore year, if I could chew tobacco. Maybe it wasn't my sophomore year because I had to buy it myself. Maybe it was my senior year. I can't remember. One summer I chewed tobacco, and um, it just didn't taste as good as it smelled. I was always the guy that didn't chew, but always wanted to smell my my buddies. Oh, I got so you. So anytime they opened it up, I'd say, "Can I smell it?" So my uncle used to smoke a pipe. He he was a big cigarette smoker. Yeah. Uh, down in Dover, big hunter, duck hunter. Anyway, uh, he had pipe. I grew up as a kid going to his house, loving the smell of his house. Yes. Because they'd smoke inside. My uncle used to smoke a pipe. Loved it. And so Wally and I decided we're going to smoke a pipe. When? I was in college, freshman in college. I smoked a pipe for like six months in New York City. Freshman in college, I started smoking a pipe. Don't you feel smarter when you smoke a pipe? No, you feel like you've been eating dog turds all night when you wake up you can't up and, get this stuff out of your mouth it's impossible yeah it's like I, I want someone else to smoke a pipe in front of me i don't want to so smoke you can smell pipe. it yeah it's, you know my uncle who is my cousin smoked a pipe okay, daniel's waving us over there but i'm seven but this minutes? is a lifeline oh this is five minutes five yeah. minutes is already up yeah we're like, gonna take two more minutes two more minutes because my uncle who my is my cousin you that, would, I don't. I, yeah. we, I don't it's think we've ever talked about to, that on the podcast. Five minutes gonna have to explain that one. No, it, I can say it in two sentences. You better hurry. <laughs> my dad's nephew married my mom's sister. Dad's nephew married your mom's sister. Yeah, you might be a redneck if. Yep. Your you can uncle, say that. Your Even uncle if you could is say your cousin. <laughs> what? Even if you could say that, go ahead. Uncle's cousin was. Smoker. That's it. Pipe smoker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, what'd you do Memorial Day? Did a lot of just outdoor stuff. Weeded the, did you notice how nice the beds looked outside? A we we weeded for an hour. Yes, Are you but, serious? Yeah, Rachel Nellon. I would have come helped. Seven o'clock for an hour and fifteen. Seven a.m. yesterday morning. Are you smoking crack? No, we wanted to get it done so we could play the rest of the day. Seven a.m. on Memorial Day. Seven a.m. That's who. Morning. That's who's on the podcast here, folks. Dedication. Seven a.m. on Memorial Day. Dedication. Most people are at the lake. They're I sleeping it's where in. It's where Jonathan's. Pulling weeds. A couple more sticky ones, too. Went right through the glove. Why were you pulling weeds on Memorial, on Memorial Day? we had to make it look nice. 
and we had to water them. So we, while we're watering, we might as well pull the weeds. Um, so if you're bored to come out on Townsend Court next this week, look how nice the landscaping looks. There you go. Well, at least I didn't do the landscaping, but I did pull the weeds. Yeah, I just stopped and prayed, giving God glory when I looked at how beautiful it was before I came in this morning. Say thank you. Well, uh, my my landscaping Jonathan, or just outside general? I'm just being sarcastic. I know you are. <laughs> hey, um... I did have one other thought. You but better it's, hurry. It's, it's gone. I think it's seconds. gone. 30 seconds. What is it we got left, Daniel? 30 seconds. See, this is tough because I feel like there's a clock on top of Rachel it. posted shoo, a shoo, picture shoo. of pizza on Instagram. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, she did. Did you make that pizza? Yeah, so four weeks in a row we've been doing sheet pan pizza. I it's, knew it. I knew it. Mm, she posted it. Mm, and I can't remember if she said guess where or not, but I was like, it's at your house, Rachel. And, and you sent me a picture last night. Oh, yeah. Of Debo. Oh, yeah. Is that David Dowdy? It was. He grew his head. I didn't recognize him because I didn't recognize him. Okay, here's here's cool. The infamous David Dowdy. All right, here's a cool little God moment. Daniel's waving at us again, so I'm wrapping up. Landing the plane right here. You you know, I'm selling all my baseball cards for our time. That's right. Right now, in my living room and dining room, thousands of baseball cards. Thousands. I've got stacks everywhere. Did I tell you about finding the Wilt Chamberlain? Uh Uh-uh. Wilt Chamberlain. It's it's He didn't play baseball, though. No, no, no. He played basketball. Uh, very good jonathan look how smart very good uh okay it's not meant and it's really really weird that like you you can send these cards in to get them graded and if they grade a 10 it's like perfect but you have to get it graded a 10 for it to draw the most value yeah and even if it's a nine the value just plummets right um i don't know I don't know this, like this Wilt Chamberlain. I don't know what it's going to grade. I'm probably going to send it in to get it graded. Um, but it, as a 10, it's $13,000. You're kidding me. <laughs> no. And I have no idea where I got it. Um, there was a lady in our church in Arizona one Sunday. She brought boxes and boxes and boxes of cards and put them in our trunk. And um, anyways, so I'm pretty fired up. But saw David last Debo. night. Uh, in David is Rachel, your wife's cousin. Correct. Right? That's correct. But, but not her uncle. He's not her uncle. Just a cousin. Just a cousin. We're on this side of the red. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know how we got to talking. And like, he is a total baseball card dealer. Oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you, you need to come check out and buy some of my baseball cards. Very he's good like, baseball player, too. He said, I'll do it. Yeah, he's a great athlete. Great pitcher. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And we had it like this big, because the whole baseball card thing, it's, it takes a lot of time to find the cards that you can like actually sell. Anyways, I'm so fired up. I, I really, I really did see God's providence in running into David at the, and I invited him to church. And he's yeah. like, I need a church. Yeah. He just moved back to Debo, town six, come back. six months ago. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he was our general manager at the Gas Lantern. The Gas Lantern. He did. He Don't did cuss a, in my presence, did, Jonathan. did great job. It, ask Jonathan on Sunday, what is the gas lantern? Gas. Ask No, no, seriously. Oh, if you're God. a podcast listener and you don't know what the gas lantern is, ask him. It was the best restaurant in Clarksville. Kind of. It was. It kind of was. People don't know. You gave Nicoletta kind of his start, right? Nicoletta was Nicholas, your chef. Nicoletta into town. That's right? right? Yep. And, um, oh, the gas lantern was so good. I you 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 so inspired me. By starting the gas lantern. The best I'm, part of the gas lantern was the sign. It's hanging up in my kitchen. You've seen it. And do you know who painted that? Mm, Bing Verbis. Of course. The OG. All right. We're that's done. enough shenanigans. 
on to the next segment. Can't wait. Fred, there's always something going on at Real Life. What's on your mind about Real Life today? Uh, JV, one of my sayings is, and it's not original to me, every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. One of the things I love doing is writing a note to first-time guests. Um, but what I want real lifers to, to hear and understand is that every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. And think about this. You have people that are stepping into a church, some that have never stepped into a church before. We have, we have a real lifer who's been baptized at real life, who just had a baby, uh, who has had never stepped into a church before coming to real life. I want you to think about the anxiety, the all the things you have to overcome in order to come into a church. You might have all the stereotypes that you heard about churches. You might, you know, some folks have had church, church hurt. Uh, some folks have moved into a brand new community. All the fears of, am I going to be accepted? And so real lifers who are listening to the podcast, I want you to join me on Sunday morning in looking for new faces, in looking for new faces. Um, I read somewhere the other day, maybe I talked to somebody, they had visited six churches in town. And folks are looking for an opportunity to be known, to find authentic people who want to be in real relationship with them. So my challenge to real lifers today as we think about all that God is doing and how he wants to use us in his ministry. The summertime is a time when people are moving. They're moving into a new town. They're finding a new place. And expect brand new guests to be walking through the door. Let's roll out the red carpet of hospitality. Let's open our hearts wide. I love how Paul said in in, in 1 Thessalonians, I believe it was, it may be 2 Thessalonians, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Real life, let's open up our lives to guests as we see them. Step out of your comfort zone and find those people on Sunday morning. It's their first Sunday in real life. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. That's what I got, JV. Sounds great, brother. Yeah, and man. which kind of goes into the sermon, so... It does indeed. It absolutely Let's talk does. about it. Let's talk about it when we come back next. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth, and on that very day his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, 
but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. And we are back, JV. All right, so <clears throat> Pastor, Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim was on the stage bringing the word on Sunday morning. First Thessalonians, the end of First Thessalonians 2, going into 3. and uh, Picking up in verse 17. Why don't you read that text for us? i got to find it. First, first, you did a wonderful job reading that psalm, by the way. Thank you. You and your radio voice. I messed up a little bit on that one. That Check was one of, the, one of my psalms that I memorized. I like love a, the scripture moment on the podcast. It's so worshipful. So you want me to read all of that, 217 through? By the way, podcast listeners, that cannot be your devotion for the day. Oh, no. You have to actually spend time with the Lord today. Please. If, if, if you want to call it relationship. This is just a relationship with a podcast. Speaking of, Pastor Tim in his sermon had an illustration from a movie that I've not seen, but where the individual in the movie fell in love with the like Siri artificial intelligence. Have you seen that movie? I didn't know it was a movie. I thought it was just like a real No, movie. no, it was a movie. I forget what it was called. Can, can, she. Daniel said it's called She. Somebody else came out of church asking me if it's something else, but... I, 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 I didn't hear it that way. I, I heard. Had that. you heard that concept from that movie? No, but can I tell you something? Yeah, that's why we're here. This this is really important. So, I am an avid supporter and listener for decades of focus on the families of ventures ventures and Odyssey. So you. that's a kid show. Uh, and to this day, I have the app. I listen to it probably on a weekly basis. And years ago, they had one. And listen to me, this has been almost 20 years ago that this episode called My Girl Hallie was on. And, and, and it came up about three weeks ago. We're trying to get the kids, you know, they're not, they're not huge screen watchers, but they're more screen watchers than we want. <clears throat> so I, I, it was this kind of creepy episode of My Girl Hallie. And it's kind of like the Twilight Zone. They did a spin on Twilight Zone. And anyway, it's where this boy, this is like 2006, this was on. Yeah. This boy gets a new computer. Yeah. It's, it's AI before AI was AI. Yeah. It's kind of like a you know fantasy kind of thing. And quit playing with his kid, friends outside and quit playing baseball and quit playing tag. And he was just in his room and this computer became, knew all about him. And it's it, quite prophetic. Oh my gosh, it is quite prophetic. I mean, every time I listen to it, so I've made the kids listen to it three weeks ago. Yeah. And so every time I walk by the rooms around their computer, say, Hey, how's how, how is Hallie doing? Yeah. And then he said that this week, I did not know that there's like chat bot things, whatever you call them. Are they what they call them? Robots. Well, bots, you got all kinds of bot, stuff. Chat, bot chat. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They're like your girlfriend or boyfriend. That's crazy. Yeah. And that would probably be, you know, like, I mean, like hope, like hopefully that doesn't really take root, you know, like that might be like the fringe, the very fringe, but I mean, but, but look at all of the crazy stuff that's going on in our culture today that we would have never imagined. We would have never dreamed would have ever come close. I, yeah, it's really, really, here's, here's Pastor Tim's outline and let's, let's dig into the sermon just a little bit. So community starts with showing up. You're going to read the text. Why don't you read the text? Oh. This is uh this is First Thessalonians chapter two, Pick it verse up 17. seventeen through chapter three verse ten. But since we were torn away from you brothers for a short time 
in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother, and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ, to establish and exhort you in your faith that no one be, that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction, just at just as it has come to pass, and just as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith, for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you, and our labor would be in vain. But now that Timothy has come to us from you, and has brought us the good news of your faith and love, and reported that you always remember us kindly, and long to see us as we long to see you, for this reason, brothers, in all distress and affliction, we have been con- con- comforted about you through your faith. For now we live, if you are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you? For all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. All right, so here were Pastor Tim's big ideas. Community starts with showing up. You will never know the power of love until you experience the pain of love. You know, these ideas he was drawing out of that Mm -hmm. text that you just read. Mm -hmm. And real community balances grace and truth in relationships. He had some other, you know, some other notes, but those are his three main points. JV, what, what stuck out most as you listened to the sermon or how did God speak to you? Through Pastor Tim's sermon. So a couple things. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things we love about real life. I, I told you at the previous church, I was there for my whole life. We had a class that really became kind of a little church for us because in that class, we were stripped. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know I'd been at First Baptist my whole life. They didn't know who my parents were. You were just a guy. That I was just a guy showing up on your Sunday. Heart to them. And, he, and I wasn't military. They were all military for yep. the most part. Yep. And, and they're like, why do Rachel and Jonathan show? Why are they go taking us out to dinner? And so it just became this fresh thing, you know? It's like I, for you, yeah, 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 yeah. And so when we came to real life, it was the same thing. It, it was, was like, a real renewal in your faith. One of those Ebenezer moments where you look back and say, "Thank you, God, for doing this in my life." It was fun just showing up to church because uh, I'm talking about real life, and up. then, but yep. it's just because you could just be you. And you know, a lot of that, you know, Tim said. uh, one out of every four to six weeks, most people come to church. That's not a, sh- if you're doing that, it's not shame and guilt. That's understandable. Right. We have a lot of diversions, distractions. But if you're coming to church one out of every four weeks or one out of every six weeks and are not involved with a community group or some type of small group or summer teaching series, let me say your experience is going to be less than it could be. And your understanding of what the church really is, is going to be very, very incomplete. Yeah, you know, one of the things, amen to that. One of the things that I really, uh, that <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of dangerous to not go to church regularly. It's dangerous. 
the old hymn says um, in Be Thou My Vision, I think it's Be Thou My, my Heart is Prone to Wonder. Mm-hmm. And, and the author of Hebrews says, uh, don't neglect the gathering together. So here's the reality is, is there's been so many cultural phenomena that have invaded our daily lives that take us out of consistent church attendance. And people need to know and understand the spiritual ramifications of that in their life. Um, in, in other words, God designed us with the need to gather with the body of Christ, to bear one another's burdens, to pray for one another, encourage one another, to worship one another, to experience the transcendence. The I think it's Ecclesiastes that says eternity is in the heart of man. Um, and, and so, so there's this, there's this need for transcendence. We're created in the image of God. So intrinsic to what it means to be a human being is we need to encounter the transcendence of God. Well, you don't experience that at the travel ball tournament. So so here so so what about that, right? So if you're at the lake, if you're at travel ball, if you're here, if you're there, what you need to understand is 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 that if if you have things in your life like that that take you out of showing up as Pastor Tim said, then you've got to fight to be totally devoted in the Sundays where you don't have conflicts to being present. You know, my heart as a pastor is is to have a Thursday night service or have a Sunday night service. When we move into our new facility, um, I want to serve. You know, I think about nurses and doctors that work, you know, are on call on Sunday morning and don't make it to church. You know, I do think about those families that are in the travel ball kind of engine and so I want to have opportunities for them to gather and worship. Um, but for those families that are like, yeah, I don't even know what to do. I feel so torn. And when I miss church, it's like I haven't had my V8. You know, I feel like I'm walking into the week sideways. Um, you've got to be extra devoted, extra devoted uh, to gathering when you are in town. It can't be a matter of convenience it has to be a matter of a sacred commitment. Um, if if people truly understood what was at stake, they they wouldn't miss it. It's kind of like the everybody's proverbial old grandfather who won't go to the doctor. You know, like we all have those people in our life. You know, and you know some you know some old men wear it as a badge of honor. I hadn't been to the doctor in eight years. You know, um, well everybody knows that's not good for anybody. Like it's not good to go eight years without going to the doctor. Why? Because like our physical health needs regular checkups. Well, God designed the rhythm of gathering with the saints for worship, experiencing the transcendence of God and bearing one another's burdens, being in the flesh. He designed that rhythm on a weekly basis for our spiritual health. It wasn't random. Like it wasn't random. Like God God has the instruction book for how human beings work, you know, like he made us and he knows intrinsic to our design. We need that. So, so for folks who do experience that phenomena today of, you know, intermittent church attendance, just know that's, it's dangerous. It's just challenging. And again, yes, I appreciate your note. We're not, it's, it's, there's, there's no guilt or shame in any of this. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you, let him convict you. But let's just be aware objectively. Let's be aware objectively 
of what we're doing and the cost associated with what we're doing. Um, and, you know, it's really hard too. It's like if you're, if you're modeling where church, gathering for church is the first thing to go if there's a conflict, um, you're modeling something really, really powerful for your kids. This is hard. I've got kids that play travel sports, and we don't have the, the answer answers to all this. Um, but you so have to be active in discipling your kids in your home. And so anyways, I, I'm getting off my soapbox now, yep. but this Pastor Tim's note, community starts with showing up as so practical and powerful. Yeah. So um, there's just, you know, if you read the Bible or you've grown up at church, you feel like there's this unending mat number of things you must do. Yes. It's just like this checklist. And when you've, when you've, you've checked it's a off, long checklist. Yeah. And you checked off 12 in a day, you're like, oh, I got 32 more. Right. You know? So you feel like there's just never. So then, um, you know, there are those that are called out for international and what domestics, not domestic. What do you call it? No, that's right. Domestic yeah, missions, missions yeah. yeah. And we have a couple in our church. They're, yes. they, have, they're, they have been involved with international missions. They yes. are going to be going that's right. in international missions. Um, and, and there was this book that came out. Remember, was it called Radical? What was that? Oh, David Platt's Radical, yeah. Was that was that what it, it is? It was radical. Yeah, it's very radical. radical yeah. yeah, kind of, yeah, it's a difficult book to read. Uh, so, look, I have a lot of shame and guilt that you're never doing enough. Jonathan, you're never doing enough. And so one of our values. You do kind of suck, JB. <laughs> one of our values is margin for we're praying for Is this you. grace and truth in relationship the, just now when you just. The prayer, <laughs> prayer, that prayer, was his third. The prayer team's, team's praying grace. for you every Sunday. I, I do get a card occasionally. I appreciate that. So it's margin for mission. And margin for mission is very simple. We're not going to be a program church. We're going to go out there. We're going to know the hopes yeah, fears, hopes, and dreams. Fears, of our hopes, and dreams and of our neighbors. And- so let me let me even say this. You know, we we can't save the world. That's God's job anyway. Come on. But it is our job to not have a job. It is our job to be a genuine person that truly cares and is like given out, committed to the people around us. So who could that be? Yeah. Yeah. Do you sit somebody sit next to somebody at church every week, and do you know their name? Have you ever turned around and and shifted? Have you ever, like, what do you do? Have you ever, in a community group, invited them out for lunch, dinner, coffee? It's good. Are you going to go all in to help them financially, maybe? Maybe help them move, whatever that is. This is what Timmy was talking about in number two to me. And this is the hard part. I'm a very private person. Shake it Um, off. I have a lot going on. Shake it off. And sometimes you just don't have time. But when was the last time you took even your neighbor food or helped them move a grill? Or whatever that is, if you're not, if your whole world exists within your whole little world mm-hmm. of your whole little realm of whatever that is, yeah. then you're not going out there and putting yourself out there like God's called us to do. Yes, yeah, good. So you don't have to just, you don't have to save the world. Yeah, just know the people around you intimately. That's really good. We're family, and in a in a in a culture that is so defined by radical individualism committing to being part of the family is so countercultural, but it's so refreshing. And you were saying it's our job. I would amen that. I would say it's our duty, but it's also our delight. Mm-hmm. It's also our delight. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a beautiful thing, you know, I, I've had some car trouble lately, you know, 
And it's like, you never know how wonderful it is to have a car that's functioning as it's supposed to. Except we have car trouble. When a car's running smooth down the road, Jack, Jack drives a little Pontiac and he jokes. Like when we tell him not to go fast, he jokes and says, dad, the car starts shaking when I go a certain mile per hour on the interstate. Don't worry. I'm not going to go fast. Um, but, but there's something, there's something wonderful about our life that even despite the pain, when we're living in the context of real relationships, um, it, it, it's like there's a smoothness to, oh, this is how I was designed to, to, to function. And Jonathan, I've experienced this. I've, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I experienced this in being a part of your community group where um, I've always had a conviction that I need to be in a group that I'm not leading as a, as a lead pastor. I need to be led. I need to be accountable. I need to have those relationships exactly because of Pastor Tim's message, exactly what we're mm-hmm. talking about. And um, your being a part of your community group has been so nourishing to my soul because I've been able to come into a room of men who I know love me and care about me where I don't have to pretend to a have all the answers or have it all together. Um, and, and, and be taught and sharpened by other men. And it's like, um, I was reminded afresh and anew what I needed, but I had so subtly shifted into a season where I, I, I didn't have it. It wasn't a long season. It was just like a half a year where I didn't have it and I didn't realize how bad I needed it. And, um, uh, and I don't mean need it in like I'm weak in, I mean, I am weak, but it didn't mean I need it in a way that's unique. We all need it. And so, um, so pa- pastor Tim's message was, was, was so strong. Anything else jump out of you? You know, I, I love John Piper's, uh, sentence books don't change lives sentences do and i was thinking the other day sermons don't change lives sentences do in other words there might be that like that one sentence that the holy spirit absolutely just buries into your heart and soul in the sermon uh but anything anything jump out yeah i don't have to have all the answers so i've i've taught scripture a long time in my life and you always feel like as a teacher, especially when you're a younger teacher, you always feel like you have to have the answer. And so Tim's last part was people are going to be different than you. Don't run from that. People Ooh, are going to yeah. have questions that challenge your understanding yeah. of not just God's word, quote unquote, yeah. but it's uh, your understanding of your whole paradigm of who God is. And if you can't let that be dis- be, be a distraughtful thing for you, you've got to accept it and 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 embrace it because that's what called God's called us to do. The chosen episode I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm watching, uh, I think it's the second to last one in the third season. And I don't know if it's complete, I guess it is. But anyway, it's all these different, it's Jews, it's Gentiles, it's all these different races come together and they're trying to understand. And Jesus is like, you know, in the show, uh, Jonathan Ream is so excited because here he gets the opportunity to get to talk to all different kinds of people with all different types of backgrounds and paradigms. But the truth is still the truth. So you don't have to, I didn't have to, what I heard Tim, I don't think he even said it, but Jonathan, you can come into a small group and not have all the answers. And that's okay. 
Because some people don't want an answer. They just want somebody that cares. What did you think about what he said when he said that at the beginning of his community group, yep. he tells people, hey, I expect that we're going to disagree. I actually kind of want us to. Yep. How, what did you think about that? Or or, or maybe more uh, focused, how did that make you feel hearing him say that? He's told me that plenty of times before. Okay. And, and and so before, that's where I just that's where that came from, what I just said. Yeah. It's like you want right. people you to disagree to with answers. you. And you don't have all the answers. And sure. just because they have a pushback, it's not because they're trying to be difficult. Now, some are. But what did you what did you think about when he said... It was scary. He he starts his community group yeah, by saying, hey, I want us to disagree. Yeah, you, 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 Why is it scary? It's scary because if truth is truth, everybody should be on the same page. and Or I don't have the right truth. And so it's kind of a scary thing as a teacher, especially. You always want to have everything set up. You want to anticipate what the question is going to be. Yeah. And Timmy told me that beginning of last year when he came, came on board. He's like, I'm going to do this community group, and I hope we don't agree on everything. Yeah. In fact, I hope we disagree. Not on the major yeah, things. Yeah, yeah you're right, you, you right. went through your hierarchy. But through the smaller things, let's let's disagree. And and this goes into the paradigm um, of what I'll be teaching in August. And Look out. What Tim's going to be teaching, Summer too, study, JV, yeah, come on. Is when the Old Testament, the, the Hebrew Bible was written, it was written not as a— we learned back in the day a funnel sentence back in ninth and tenth grade. You start with this big sentence and you come down to the topic sentence. So you're kind of funneling down to what the real port matter is. And so if you ever read a book, I went to a class, Edith Wood, I think, how to speed read. What are you talking about? I get to a point. All right. It's like you just hit the highlight sentences so you know the point of every paragraph. Ah, speed reading. And that's not how I think the Hebrew text was written. Yeah, right. It was written right. so that you would dig and dig. Savor. That's right. Yes. Meditate. Yes. And, and it's, so it's not... Be immersed in the story. It's, so it's not going to give you an answer. It's going to give you patterns. It's going to give you... It's going to give you links. It's going to give you this this feeling. It's very... It's going to be very flamboyant almost in some cases. It's, it's there to be savored. That's a good word. As opposed to the reference of... I got to find this. 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 I felt the same thing. I So I was afraid. I think there's a good reason why I was afraid. And I think there's a bad reason why I was afraid. So <laughs> um, when, when, when he said, I tell my community group, I want us to disagree. I, I had like a physical <laughs> negative experience. Right. And I knew you would too, oh, because yeah. like, wait a second, what? And, um, so, so the good reason that I think the negative experience where I don't want that is is the, quote, that guy. And I don't know that everybody, like anybody that's been a part of church groups for any period of time knows what it's like to be in a group with that guy. And that guy is the guy that either wants to, you know, it's kind of like in the seminary class. It's that guy that asks all the hard questions to try to show everybody in the room. He knows more than the professor or whatever. Um, but in like in church groups, it's often like, you know, somebody that, that wants to chase a rabbit that is barely related to the story, you know, or barely related to the study. He wants to derail it. He won't, shut up so that other folks can like get a word in he's you know he 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 makes the whole he almost like ruins the whole experience for everybody else so when 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 i hear tim say that i have those flashbacks to that guy in those moments going oh can we not help him do something you know like couldn't we just form a group where all of the 
that guys go into that group, right? You know, and just like let them be all disagreeable and like WrestleMania seven with themselves, the Royal Rumble. Um and and so I think that there was a little bit of that, like that that protecting. Like I want to protect the rest of the group by not letting one person ruin it, right? That's the good fear that I had. The bad fear is be you know is is being in a room with someone that has a genuine question or a genuine disagreement that I don't have an answer for. Yeah. And so that fear comes from pride. Mm-hmm. Right? The yep. sneaky sin of pride that I would find myself in a place where I'm not in control where someone says something. And the here's the good here's the good news is I don't have to be that way. I don't have to be afraid of that because God's truth the message of the gospel the full story of the sacred scriptures they don't need me to prop them up correct they don't need me to expound upon them with this you know impressive insight they can stand alone that's right and um god is big enough to handle people's questions i don't i don't have to have it all as you said i don't have to have all the answers so I, I'm really glad that he shared that because it exposed that sneaky pride in me mm-hmm. that, by what I experienced and mm-hmm. as he was sharing that. And and it's just, it gives me a moment to repent, to rest again in the gospel, and and to really give God thanks, you know, for how sufficient he is, his truth is, and, and all of that. So, you know, I listened to, uh, I know we're coming up, at the end, the, the Bible project, uh, I just really enjoy the Bible project. The, Tim Mackey is kind of the, the, the guy that they have YouTube videos. They have a podcast, they have yeah. a website, great resources. The Bible project, check it out. Yeah. We'll share it in the show notes. Yeah. So Tim Mackey's kind of the learned one. There's another guy named John. He's kind of the other guy on the podcast. Uh, and very learned too, by the way, shake it off. John. So after, yeah, no, that's what I like. favorite Tim. Yeah, yeah. so he, so it's kind of funny as earlier days, of the podcast, he'd be like this, he'd be like the guy asking this just random question. After, yeah. Tim Mackey's going on this long right. stream of right. beautifulness. And he's like, but Hey, but what about that? And Mackey's like, you can tell him like frustrated on him. He's probably not but yeah. scratching his head, but the best moments now on their most recent ones is when Tim's going on this line, very learned, it's well thought through yeah. going, going, going. Yeah. And then John will really come up and say, but, but what about that? Yeah. And he'll go, well, gosh, I've never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me think about it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he has to have an answer. Yeah. And that's the beauty of God's living word is that he wants you to keep coming back to it and back right. to it because it's not about the word. Right. It's about the experience with your creator. I think part of worshiping God and part of being the creature in a relationship with the creator is in our pride. We really want to, we want to own God. We want to understand God. We want him to be in our little box at our little beck and call. And we often want to make God in our image rather than understand that we've been made in God's image. And, um, you know, what I love about it, Deuteronomy says the, you know, the secret things belong to God. Um, but what's been revealed belong to his children. So, so there's a there's a posture of submission to God that is required if you're going to relate to Him in a relationship. And and I think part of that is a yielding to what He has revealed 
and not a demanding that that he relate to us on our own terms, answering all of our questions in the immediacy. And you know, in other words, I think that sometimes there's a in the the way we approach God, there's a desire for us we want to relate to God in ways that he's unwilling to be related to. And and that humbles us, which is where we need to be before the living God, humbled, um, going, you know all, I don't. You're, cre- you're creator, I'm creature. I submit to you, you are worthy. And um, man, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good thought. Life gets a little it? easier when you get in that position. Well, you, yes. You don't feel like you have all the answers and you don't the, own the, God. The peace. It does. Peace. It just kind of takes it all off. Yeah. Well, Free V, love you, man. It's been great to be on the podcast. Real lifers, we love you. And, um, you know, the, 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 don't let this podcast be a replacement for face to face. Thank you for listening, but we want to see you. We want to see you, you know, in the pandemic, when everybody was worshiping online, they thought it was great. I didn't see them. They saw me. I didn't see them. Um, by God's design, he wants us face-to-face showing up together in relationship. So I hope to see you real life for Sunday. JV, what time is it? It's our time. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Jesus.